Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. All right, my next guest is Mary Knightlick with EM Consulting, where she is the managing partner there. And Mary's a business development consultant to professional services firms. And to, today we're going to sh- share insights uh, uh, with her about how to land new business by constructing a successful social media strategy based on sharing focused content targeted to your specific audience of clients and targeted non-clients. So with that, Mary, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today, and welcome to the show. Well, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. It's always my pleasure. It's always great to see you. We are both members of a a group called Provisors. We see each other often, and uh, people uh, say amazing things about your work. So I've been (laughs) looking forward to, to learning more about it myself um, and tell us a little bit, Mary, about you and your background. I know there's some very interesting things that you can tell us. Uh, tell us about you and your background and then how you got into this particular line of work. Certainly. I've, I've been in this uh, line of work for 25 years. Um, my precursor company was Extreme Marketing, but we recently rebranded because the term extreme is definitely not anymore. <laughs> so okay. we are now EM Consults, and we provide business development opportunities for professional services firms. I do have an emphasis with quite a few law firms and have a great deal of uh, experience in that particular area, as well as architects, engineers, real estate companies, accounting firms, and so forth. We typically start by looking at the brand and does the firm have something that's differentiating for them. And once we go through the brand development process. Many times we'll work with them on websites. Of course, I don't do the programming, but work with professionals and different ones to get that accomplished to make sure the website gets their brand out there. And once that happens, we really are designed to bring business in the door and develop an opportunity for that firm or that partner or maybe an industry or practice group to over multiple times get with decision makers and create distinction and relationships, because we all know it takes eight to ten contacts with someone before they'll even consider wanting to work with your firm. So Mm -hmm. we try to get that to happen. One of the ways that we think is critical these days is content marketing. A lot of people are on social media, particularly LinkedIn, and not necessarily maximizing their return on the investment because they're not posting content. Uh, By content, I mean, what is your area of expertise? Can you post interesting articles about that? Can you share insights about that? 
can you comment on a link, uh, excuse me, an article that might have some interesting insights into that? And also creating fresh content. And it's a combination of all of that and then using social media, particularly, again, um, LinkedIn, but also website blogs, which you can also connect, right? If you have a LinkedIn post that's meaty enough, it can be a blog and so forth. So it's getting that content out there. Yeah, and a, and a lot of people that, uh, especially in the provisors, which is where there are a lot of attorneys and other professionals, of course, uh, I've heard them say, I missed the yellow pages. It was easy back then. I didn't have to <laughs> keep coming up with, you know, I came up with one ad and I put it out there and that was that. So for many, many folks are uncomfortable with this idea of creating and sustaining business success through content marketing as it's applied to social media. Is it as daunting as some people think it is? Well, I think the thought of it is, for sure. And we also know that professionals are extremely busy. Client demands, and they're working on particular cases, and their time is best spent billing hours, taking care of projects. But some firms will actually hire someone to do the content marketing. We actually do the content marketing and posting for a number of firms. But the better thing is teaching them to fish. And once I can get in and train people, the partners, the managers, associates, it becomes easier. It's not extremely time-consuming. Many professionals, I think, feel, well, if I have to post content, that's like a 2,500-word article. We all know that we have the attention span these days of a gnat. <laughs> people want in and out. <laughs> right. So content marketing is snack size. So if you picture, you know, just a little tiny snack, a little tidbit of information, that's the best way to go. It does integrate with advertising because whatever that brand message is and that content that you're getting out, you want to be advertising that as well. Uh, and so I think if people re – I have a few articles I'm happy to share. I can give my email address and I'm happy to email them. And it kind of explains – how to use LinkedIn for content marketing, and then another piece that actually explains what content marketing is if they, people are looking for more details. But let me, maybe I can give you a specific example because I think that would be maybe more helpful for people. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Okay, so one of, um, one of our clients is uh, Barry Mansell, who I, I know that you know, many people know from Provisors, and he is the president of a company called Funding Training Source. Barry's company finds money from the state of California for companies, and they, these are grants given to companies to train their employees. Barry was doing very little on social media, except that he has over 1,500 connections because he's just such a gregarious, outgoing likable guy, lots of connections, but wasn't actually posting information and connecting on LinkedIn. So we started working with him to get this done, and the kinds of things he'll post would be, I'd like to create or congratulate XYZ Company Technologies that just received its third year of $20,000 to train all of its employees in the latest technologies impacting the field. And then Barry might have a picture of himself with somebody from the company, or perhaps Barry will have the company logo and, and maybe in his post have a link to their website. So that's one type of post. Other type of post might be business news. 
Um, and then maybe uh, another post that he did was he took 20 logos of, of the hundreds of companies he's worked on and created a, an, uh, a JPEG and posted them and said, I'd like to congratulate these companies for working with us and so forth. So he keeps posting information, articles about how the funding process works with a comment on it. So that keeps happening. I mean, who would not want to take advantage of that and get free funding? But he wasn't sharing it in a big way with mm-hmm. content marketing. Yeah, and, and that goes back to uh, how how frequently do you need to post? I know everything has its kind of its rhythms. I've heard that before, like Twitter might be uh, apparently for President Trump, it's early in the morning every day. <clears throat> but uh, for, for some people, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, every six hours on Twitter, but uh, maybe is it daily on LinkedIn? Can you give us some guidelines or rules about posting content marketing? Certainly. And, of course, there's Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and lots of other social medias. But I feel that for businesses, and Forbes has backed me up on this, that LinkedIn is the number one business. So I'm going to not talk about LinkedIn today or Facebook, just to keep things simple. And I typically think that the average business needs to be posting three to four times a week with information. But it's not all original content. So, for example, if a a company has an article about something on their website, the professional can simply take a look at, well, gee, what's on the website? Oh, this is a really good information about tax planning. Write a sentence about the tax planning and then have a link to that article. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, so that is, they're not always feeling like, oh, I have to create this new content. It's not really always new creation. It's a lot of repurposing. It could be reposting a blog on the website, uh, or it could be a link to an article that they've had professionally published. And the idea is three to four times a week. And that's an important piece. But the other really important part of it, and I think a lot of people miss the boat, is social posts are okay once in a while post of, I'm at this meeting with these people, these are great people. Those are nice, but it doesn't tell me what you do or how you're different than other people or how I can use your services. And so I feel like once in 10 or 15 posts, you can post a social post or something, you know, this is our company picnic and, you know, that kind of thing. But primarily it's about the content. And the second really important part is going through the feed on what's called the home page on LinkedIn and making comments on other people's posts. Hopefully you're continually connecting with clients and referral sources and colleagues. The more people you're connected with, the broader your reach is, and the higher the engagement will be where people have this opportunity to engage with your post. If you're scrolling through your homepage and looking at the feed and you see one of your clients or a company or a colleague has posted something, what you can do is just take a quick look at that article or read that comment and make a comment on it. So the magic here is that if you're going through and you see that I just had another article posted on JD Super yesterday about branding as a strategic asset in law firm marketing, you could say you could like it like you can on Facebook. But imagine if you right. took one minute to graze the article, get an interesting fact about that article, and make a comment. Mary, that was an interesting point about branding by looking introspectively into the firm. I now get an email from LinkedIn that says, Bill Black just commented on your recent post. And I'm thinking, wow, that Bill Black, what a guy. <laughs> Got if it. You like, 
if you like it, if I go to the to look at my analytics, I can see and look at my engagement. I can see your face there as one of the people who likes it in those little tiny circles. But otherwise, I don't know. And so going through that scroll, you know, I like to suggest people do it for 10 minutes once a day or every other day or hopefully 10 minutes twice a day. And, you know, having a cup of coffee first thing in the morning maybe before they get engaged and then posting three to four times a week. And, oh, I can repost. My post can be reposting. You just wrote a really interesting article about an exit strategy for succession planning. My post for today is reposting your article and making a comment about it. Bill Black is someone I always turn to when I think about succession planning. And then there's your article. So I've now engaged you in a different way. So post, repost, make comments, not just likes if, if you really want to be visible. Uh, how about the importance of the, the ampersand sign with uh, you know, making sure that you're, whoever you're commenting on is, is included and hashtags? What can you tell us ah, about those? So you think, well, it's the at sign, actually. If, you, if um, I was writing a oh, post. Oh, right, right, right. Right. So if I was writing a post to a client uh, about a client or about an individual that I knew, if I put the at sign in front of their name, at John Stevens, and I'm connected with that person, or I'm a second-level connection, when I post it, the at sign disappears and that person's name turns blue. Maybe you've wondered, how does that happen? That's how that happens. And also you can put, if they have a company page and you've liked the company page, you can also have that happen. It will also light up as well. That person now gets notified, and they see, oh, okay, well, they just included me you know, in that post. Mm-hmm. And that is really an important part. That's a really good point. I'm glad you met, um, mentioned that. But I, I think one thing that will really highlight this conversation is um, a, a client of mine, is, it's a law firm called um, Genovese, excuse me, Grant Genevieve and Barada, just started working on social media. And what prompted it was they won a huge appellate case about it. It was a Ponzi scam kind of case, actually. And so they wrote um, a press release, and then they turned it into an article that they can post on LinkedIn. When you post an article when you, on your status at the very top on the home page, you can click in that box and write something, or there's a circle that says article. And if you click on that, it brings up a template. And you can take something you've already written and turn that into an article. You just follow the template instructions and publish. Well, they Mm -hmm. took this press release. They made an article about it. They posted it. They posted it on the other attorney's page who was involved in the case. And this has just happened today. I got this phone call. Lo and behold, one of the attorneys had a client who they hadn't used for a while who had a a big piece of litigation, and they had totally not thought of the firm until they saw this post. And they called them this morning and engaged their services. I mean, that's, that's extreme. I wish I could tell you that happens every day. But that's what the whole point is. It's about bringing business in the door by engaging and consistently being known for your expertise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, my, uh, my half-brothers, Mary, uh, started a, uh, a juice. They imported a, a product called acai from Brazil, and, and it's a fabulously uh, popular brand. But they said when they started off, the problem was they had to have somebody go out to the grocery store every day where they were featured 
and someone would be there from another brand and push theirs to the back, their brand to the back, and pull theirs to the front, <laughs> right? And that's what we're talking about here is, is getting, your, getting your brand name back to the front of mind of people that you're, you're connected with and involved with, isn't it? It is. It, that's a very good analogy. But it, in some ways it's easier because in many, many cases your competitors aren't doing this they're posting maybe um, a, you know a win or a, a you know a, an award or an accolade or uh, a luncheon or a conference, which is those are all good things to post about. But they're also not adding that special piece about content marketing. If I'm in the beverage industry and I um, you know I'm an accounting firm and I work with a lot of firms in hospitality and beverage. I need to be going to conferences, posting about them, posting about sessions that I went to, sharing content from that perspective, as well as interesting cases and business information, as well as as accounting and or legal information. So, yes, it is about pulling that up, but you'll find that a lot of your competitors just aren't taking the time to do this. And, oh, by the way, this is free, (laughs) right? I mean, it's absolutely free. And if you combine this with, say, for example, advertising, um, it works really well. So uh, another example which might be helpful is a law firm called um, Treadway, Lumsdane, and Doyle. They call themselves TLD Law. And Mm -hmm. they are a full-service firm, but they also are a women and minority-owned firm. And they're in an organization that only 1% of law firms get invited to, which is the National Association of Women and Minority-Owned Law Firms. And so we created an ad for them for the Orange County Business Journal, and then we used this ad on LinkedIn, and then they're going to this this organization. It's called NAMWOLF. That's what all those letters mean. <laughs> and mm-hmm. there they have a pull-up banner with this image, and then they post about it, and they talk about the difference between diversity and also inclusion and how they use inclusion to create their distinction among all the NAMWOLF firms. So... It's everything, right? You're tying your content marketing with your website, with content on your website, with social media, and when you're attending events, and et cetera. Fantastic information. Uh, well presented, I have to say. And uh, listeners, if your firm would like to have Mary speak at a lunch and learn in your offices, she's happy to share complimentary content marketing and social media success strategies to get you and your firm moving in the right direction. Why wouldn't you do that? I don't know. So, Mary, uh, <laughs> tell our listeners the best way for them to reach you and get in, get in touch and learn more about your firm. Sure. Um, to reach me directly, it's Mary, M-E-R-R-Y, at E-M, such as an extreme marketing, but just the E and the M, consults. C-O-N-S-U-L-T-S dot org. And our website is emconsults.org. And there are a lot of case studies and articles on there as well. And uh, if you want to uh, to know more, you know, you can just Google uh, Mary Knightlick and you'll learn not only some of the things that she told us about, but some of the things she didn't tell us about, which are fascinating facts about Mary. So, uh, Mary, <laughs> we'll leave that for next time, and we'll just leave everybody uh, wondering what the heck I'm talking about. But it was a, really a pleasure. I really enjoyed talking with you. I learned, I mean, I took a whole page full of notes here, and I hope our listeners did as well. And I think, you know, you, you've given us some great, great strategies to, to put into play. And so for that, I really thank you, and I hope you'll come back and join me again next time uh, 
with some other tips and ideas and, and precautions for our listeners. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 